0: Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callus. And if you were with me yesterday in episode 387, you know what's coming today. It is Friday, the last day of March, 2023, episode 388. And today we're going to talk a little bit about political prisoners. Now, right now, there's a whole lot of, we'll call them Trumpers for lack of a better term, Who are thrilled to death that Jacob Chansley, a.k.a. the QAnon shaman, was released from federal prison. Now, I suspect that having been there for over a year, based upon my recollection, and if I'm not accurate on the date, forgive me. The guy didn't do anything to necessitate that. It was a railroad job. And while we're all excited, putting up the scare quotes, right? (laughs) And to be honest, the guy's not even released yet. They're claiming he's released, but that's May 25th, and there's no guarantee that's going to happen. They pled him out. Now, for those of you who have not had to suffer the misfortune of being railroaded by federal authorities or even state authorities, let me assure you, they will spend you into oblivion. They will win they will find a way to win and they will stack the entire deck against you to ensure that they win because they can because you're a political prisoner now he was sentenced to 41 months and three years of supervised release and that was sentencing was in november 2021 so what i will say is he would still be awaiting a trial had he not pled out. So maybe the strategy was good for him, don't know, but he's now got that conviction on him. Hmm? The, The sad thing is there are hundreds, if not over a thousand other political prisoners for the exact same event still sitting in prison that are not getting the celebrity from the right calls for them to be released. There is nothing that is happening of any consequences to get these people out of their fake prison sentence, right? So, I I don't know Chansley, don't know anything about him other than I know he was an actor. That's a red flag in my opinion, but nevertheless, and he shows up and he went around and... (laughs) Of course, the news article talks about how the right-wing communities rallied around it. Well, no. I mean, it was an obvious case of political malfeasance, abuse of power, and i got to be honest with you, I'm not convinced that we aren't being set up because we know he was set up. But on a greater scale, a much longer-term scale than this, we have other political prisoners. And when I say their names, I want you to pause for just a second and consider what you've been told is probably a lie as well. There's a guy by the name of Ross Albrich. He was arrested in 2013 because for two years, he had a dark net presence whereupon he set it up that anybody could buy anything or sell anything. Now, I know nefarious people were there doing things. I know that he probably turned a blind eye to some things that maybe he ought not of, but to <laughs> the railroaded conviction that he got here, oh, and they've added money laundering on this now, um, continuing criminal enterprise, distributing narcotics, distributing narcotics by means of the internet, not sure why that's different or special, but whatever, conspiring to distribute narcotics. It just sounds like they're padding their resume here. Conspiring to commit money laundering. So I guess that means he didn't actually do it, but he planned on it. Conspiring to traffic in false identity documents. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that when you want to get out of a bad country, you need false documents. But, I mean, the federal government does it all the time, but I know they're special. And conspiring to commit computer hacking. Again, all things that you can do if you get a special permission from the powers that be. But again, the man actually didn't do anything to justify his life sentence. So the only logical conclusion is he is a political prisoner. A special note, the KGB, FSB, Uh, a.k.a. Federal Bureau of Investigation, is the organization that dreamed up these charges and saw to it that he was put in prison forever. I suspect the real story here, I suspect, don't have any proof, don't have any special knowledge. This is pure speculation, but I suspect that they tried to flip him and turn him and force him to um, rat out people, and he said no. And that's when they destroyed him. If that sounds at all familiar, you need not look any further than what they did to Randy Weaver. Hmm? The the Our government is the biggest criminal enterprise. Not all of it, not everybody. Let's be clear. Not all of it, not everybody. But there are factions and there are pieces of it that act with impunity, no impunity, excuse me, and they go after people, they... They destroy lives for people that stood up for themselves or tried to do their own thing without their blessing, without capitulating to the demands of the corrupt government. The sad thing is, is the non-corrupt portion of the government refuses to do anything about it. And if that sounds familiar, we'll get to it in just a moment. Uh, Next up, uh, the name is Chelsea Manning, formerly known as Bradley Manning don't care about the confusion of this individual. They released, (laughs) see, now I'm falling into the trap here. He released classified documents showing criminal things being done by the military. Now, look, I, I'm former military. I, I think the least bad organ or, operation of our government is the military however you should know that everybody that is an officer that makes it past let's say oh five they're a political hack by and large i mean they just are you don't get to get that many stars on your shoulder if you aren't kissing somebody's butt there is very little uh upper management in the military that is not a political creature and they do political things all the time so uh Bradley, now known as Chelsea, released those documents through WikiLeaks, uh, violating the Espionage Act. Never mind that what they put out didn't hurt anybody, didn't compromise anybody because it had already passed happened, But it did point out some uh, nasty things that we were doing. And the criminal charges were for Espionage Act, Computer Fraud, and the Abuse Act. I'm sub- oh, and disobeying orders. Well, I'm sorry, but those of us who served know that we are not bound by our oath to follow illegal orders. Hmm? And the penalty was 35 years, then was commuted to seven years. And dishonorable discharge. Well, I got to say, I'm not at all surprised about the dishonorable discharge, but. Uh, Barack, yeah, the former Obama, the big O, was the one that you know, commuted the sentence. And I got to be honest, it was the right thing because the person shouldn't have been in prison in the first place. The the people that put the orders on what happened, they were the ones that should have been receiving the critical view. Those are the ones that should have been visited by the FBI, not the person that outed them for what they did. And again, Setting aside whatever mental stuff is going on there, uh, Bradley, formerly Bradley, now Chelsea, I think made the right call. I'm sorry. If somebody's doing something illegal, unethical, violating (laughs) the standards, uh, yeah, they need to be outed. They need to be shown for what they are. The criminal enterprise must be shown. And... Finally, Julian Assange, that's right, everybody's favorite person to hate, he published the leaks in 2010. WikiLeaks is a clearinghouse for, let's call it, previously classified documents and putting them out, showing all the terrible things that are being done in our name all the all the abuses of power. I mean that that's the whole purpose of it. The guy's been essentially imprisoned for over 10 years. Now you say well he was around he was doing this, he was doing that. Yeah that, that's true. He was trapped in Ecuador's uh embassy. And then of course the British finally got a hold of him. I, I don't understand. No, I, if I I take that back. I do. I fully understand. Government operations doesn't want we, the people, to know what it is they're doing, particularly when they're violating their oaths, when they're abusing their power, when, quite frankly, they're making us as the United States look bad. They're partaking, are partaking in things that we would be arrested for. We would be have our lives ruined over. And, uh, nobody should dare question them. So, I mean, those are the, the, I guess the big three of previous years, you know, and of course, Mr. Uh, Jacob got re- released, but the recurring theme here is you don't go up against the government and don't expect to get squashed. You don't make claims and put forth evidence of the government doing bad things and don't expect to get squashed. The sad thing is there's a whole lot of people on my side of the aisle that are actually happy that uh, Ross Bradley slash Chelsea and Julian Assange are basically having their lives ruined. They're being locked up. They're imprisoned. That they, they think that that's the right thing. They think that's an appropriate consequence. Now, for those of you wondering, if somebody goes and legally changes their name, I'm going to do my best to refer to them by the name they chose. Whether or not I agree with or support whatever they're doing and pretending to be, if that's their legal name, out of respect, I'm going to do that. The only reason why I've been referencing it as Bradley slash Chelsea is so we realize we're talking about the same person here. So, I am neither supporting nor affirming somebody pretending to be something that they are not. But I will tell you, if somebody changes their name and they want to be referred to by their name, we're morally obligated to call them by their name, even if it's silly on the face of it. So don't don't give me any grief about that. That's all I got to say about that. So. The larger point here is a whole lot of people are perfectly okay for people going to prison for 10 years, 20 years, their whole life for not doing anything violent, for not actually doing the crime that they're being railroaded on, for disclosing without somebody's permission evidence of crimes happening they're the ones that are being punished so i'm just curious there was an incident where a helicopter was commanded to gun down a whole bunch of people and they didn't know who they were it was captured on video so the question is did the helicopter pilot did the commanding officer did anybody in the chain of command have a consequence for that action i'm sorry well, I believe the idea that war is war and things happen. But if you actually know and you're watching on video that you're going after people that are non-combatants, how does that make us any better than the worst war criminal in the past? I suspect that it does not. And that should be very disturbing to you that we're going to great lengths to, pro- to <laughs> hmm. protect people that do these things, even if it is in our name. What's amazing to me. As I tilt here, just a little bit different direction. Is that people that claim to love liberty, people that claim the value of the Constitution, people that claim to stand for the little guy. And you'll note that this could be described of people on both sides of the aisle. They're the ones that bought the stories here. Hook, line, and sinker. They were the ones that got riled up by false media narrative, by vicious accusations, and railroaded these people, all of them. They were railroaded. If there was justice, there would have been a fair and impartial hearing. There would have been an investigation. They would have determined what was actually going on, and it would have been done publicly, or at least with public access, and there would be rights to confront your accusers right here right now in these united states it is a not uncommon practice for people to be thrown into prison without getting a fair trial without getting the ability to confront their accuser i mean we have cases where uh people were raped and the accused gets to confront his accuser. Now, may maybe awful. It may be terrible. But if there's a crime, which there was, if it was truly rape, because we I wasn't there, I don't know. But once it's proven, that's the proper way to handle it. The same goes for many other the things. You can't just make accusations and then not back it up. You can't lock people up and ruin their lives because they did something or you thought they did something. Now, some of you think you know where this goes or what the logical conclusion is here, but I'm going to tell you, it's a challenge. It's a challenge to not get emotionally invested when it hits close to home. It's a challenge when there isn't this stuff going on in your own backyard. For those of you who have been following along, we have issues in the school district. We know that. The knee-jerk reaction, right? The the media is all about nothing's wrong. Everything's perfect here. Don't question anything and viciously attack the person that asks questions or, in this case, maybe made an accusation That was not worded really well. Don't know. I thought it was fine. But, you know, if you want to get lost in the details, I'm sure you can nitpick anything anybody says, including me. Well, I know you can find something that I said. But the real question is, do you want to know the truth? Do you think the parents in Prosper wanted to know the truth? Do you think they wanted to know a molester was driving their children around do you think they wanted to find out that the person that was their school board president <laughs> violated his marriage? Do you think that, th- I am going to be very careful here, do you think that the people in Lovejoy wanted to know the things about the people that were in charge over there and what they were doing? No. Of course, the normal reaction is to get upset. This can't be true. This isn't happening. You're making that up. You need to prove it. Okay. Part of proving things out is to do an investigation. And an impartial investigation. I had it uh, pointed out to me that there was, quote, unquote, an investigation in my friend Chad. Mm, Yeah, that was called a railroad it was not impartial. The third party was far from impartial. They already had a preordained outcome and they just went there. And, and if you think I'm lying, if you think I'm shading the truth, no, I mean, follow the money. It's plainly obvious for anybody that's willing to take the time to look at something. There is nothing that is not political. There is nothing that doesn't have an advantage for people in control or people that have the power. So if, if you really want to believe that all is well, I'm here to tell you it's not. And that doesn't mean that everybody, every time, in all places, is a problem and they're you know part of the deal. No, of course not. It only takes one, one bad individual. Maybe it's, maybe it's a five. I don't know. But if you don't look into it, if you don't question it, if you, if you don't set aside your preconceived notions, you're never going to know the truth. So we've got thousand people. I'm just going to use that round number. A thousand people sitting in jail right now because they participated. In a protest. Now, did some bad things happen? Yes, absolutely. Strangely enough, the people that coaxed the bad things happening or were directing traffic were now found out to be feds, informants, agitators. Hmm. I would have never guessed that. Oh, you you mean that they would uh, create their own Reichstag moment if they could? Oh. Perish the thought. But again, we wouldn't know these things if people didn't take the time to investigate. I really have a hard time feeling threatened by a thousand people in a country of 300 million people that maybe were a little over exuberant when they walked around in the Capitol building. Maybe they got caught up in the moment. I don't really think they need to be arrested and thrown in solitary confinement. I don't think they need to be treated like a mm, terrorist. But that's what we've been doing. Meanwhile, in the summer of love, 2020, for those of you following along, very few of those people were ever arrested, ever prosecuted. And it's like they turned a blind eye on everything that happened because, well, their motives were righteous. No, that's not how this works. If you break the law you create property damage, you should be held liable. Well, maybe it's, uh, those people don't have the money to pay for it anyway, so why go after them? Okay, well, the people that funded them, the people that sent them all over the country to create problems and havoc, they can certainly afford it. Why wouldn't we go after them? Why don't you go after the ringleaders? I mean, we spent all that time going after Osama bin Laden on what some would say was scant or manufactured evidence. Don't know, don't care cuz what's done is done there. I can't I can't fix it. But we we spent billions of dollars doing that. We toppled two governments in order to get our vengeance. And yeah, righteous vengeance maybe. But let me ask you, how many people died on January 6th? I've heard 5, I've heard 6. Let's say it's 10. Don't know. Don't have the evidence. And quite frankly, I don't think they're ever going to be honest on how they account for what happened there. Almost all of them were the protesters, except for the one cop that died from a heart attack a day after, which may or may not be related to the events of the day before. But, you know, it sounds good. It gives us an opportunity to prosecute. Ashley Babbitt's dead the person that shot her through a door that he couldn't see what he was shooting at. Was he held accountable or maybe it was a she Were they held, was she held accountable? Don't know. Inquiring minds would like to know. Now I suppose I could go online and research this for hours and hours and hours. And I might find out that some of this has been dealt with and there's been some justice, but more likely than not, I'm going to get the same kind of tripe carefully cultivated And put forth before me as truth. Otherwise known as Wikipedia and Google. They only give you part of the story. They don't tell you the full truth. They don't care. They're both getting money from government. And government has a vested interest of what you're being told. And how you operate. So, I'm going to tell you. The political prisoners that I've mentioned, only one of them is currently free from prison. That person also lives in their own self-made prison, but that's a different story. Ross, Julian, they're left to rot away because they had the audacity to say no. They had the audacity to try and work around the government that sought to control everything. Now, do I think that uh, people selling drugs is a good idea? No. Do I think that money laundering is a good idea? Mm, Not usually. I can definitely see reasons why you would do that, some of which would be legitimate. But it doesn't matter what I think because I don't know what really happened. They haven't given us the truth. There was no fair, honest investigation and hearing. None of this has gone before the sunlight. Yet somehow, <laughs> and and there's certain irony to this, right? Somehow they've managed to indict a former president for something that somebody else has already admitted to doing. And the feds and their zeal to get the former president chose not to go to, and pursue that. Hey, but that George Soros DA in Manhattan, man, he found enough suckers in New York to agree that we should do this, make a bigger circus. Now, the former president decided after all the rhetoric to not lock her up. We still got that mm, Mrs. Clinton. That'd be the nicest way to say it. Roaming around telling us how we ought to run our lives. When if anybody, there was a politician, had plenty of evidence to lock them up, it would be her. I guess the moral of this story is, if you think anything is fair, anything is objective, anything that is government organization is actually interested in the truth or doing the right thing, I'm here to tell you that ain't the case. And until conservatives, Christians, patriots, whatever you want to identify yourself as, somebody right of center, until they figure out that they're needing to push back, they need to fight on their own terms. And by fight, I'm referring to the metaphorical sense. We need to take and hold ground, metaphorically, and not be afraid to do battle, metaphorically. Because if we keep seeding, if we keep giving up, if we keep uh, retreating, there's going to be nothing left to retreat to. I'm here to tell you, Idaho, which is the state that most closely resembles Texas, right? Pretty much everything's red. Pretty much everything is Republican at the state level. Pretty, pretty much everybody has this perception that's a good conservative state. Not so. A good amount of their quote-unquote leadership was co-opted. Oh, they put an R after their name, and the people that go out there and vote, they don't know. And they didn't want to take the time to do an investigation. They don't want to know. But hey, believe you me, when the media puts up their false fronts about being upset that something that the governor did that was marginally uh, right of center or not full left... Well, the people buy that hook, line, and sinker. You think that doesn't happen in Texas all day, every day? Hmm? It's all the same thing. We're our own political prisoners. Now, see, that's where I'm going with it. We are our own political prisoners. We believe that if we will just do better, our party will get us over the finish line. If we will just elect the next do-gooder, the next champion, everything will be fixed. We will be saved. If we could only have another, well, no, I'm not going to say Abraham Lincoln. That didn't work out too well for us last time. Um, George Washington, if we could just have another George Washington, we can save the republic. Well, again, George Washington didn't act alone. There was a whole lot of other people and they had competing ideas and they negotiated the Constitution, both the Articles of Confederation and the replacement current Constitution, which I will tell you the last 200 years, we've pretty much ignored. In fact, at least two former presidents, uh, not the previous former president, but two other previous presidents had referred to the Constitution as just being a piece of paper. You should keep that in mind. If they won't respect the law, should we? If they're going to lock people up for no good reason, should we support that? Should we not question that? When accusations are made... For years, we've been told by people on the left that it's our job, our duty to investigate. The seriousness of the charge justifies it. Yet, when very recently in my own back door, a similar charge was leveled. The immediate knee-jerk response is, no, nothing's happening here. There's nothing to see here. You're a liar. Okay. Investigate. Investigate. If my friend Chad made a mistake, he's going to have to own it. If my friend Chad uh, is accurate and has evidence and they actually investigate and find more evidence, uh, I want everybody to apologize. I know it's not going to happen, but we have to be objective. We have to be willing to look into what really happened. Parents are afraid to speak out. They they're afraid to be the whistleblower. They see what happens when you cross the wrong person. Whether it was Ross, Julian, or Brad, they know they'll have their lives destroyed if they cross the wrong person. Now, fortunately, the local the, the local leader here with the biggest mouth doesn't quite have that authority yet. And for better or for worse, our local DA doesn't seem very interested in prosecuting anything that is political so there is there is a little grace there and and as far as that goes uh, at least at the state level the guy up there is on our team right and i'm putting the little scare quotes up you know he's a good solid conservative republican but i mean he's a law and order guy i mean that's what all the conservatives want they want law and order okay fair impartial investigation fair impartial jury Neither of which happened in D.C. or New York. The question is, can we still get that in Texas? I don't know. But we have to be willing to look past the political prisons we've put ourselves in. Because we're all prisoners of our politics. I am fully willing to admit If somebody made a mistake, if I made a mistake, the question is, are you, we have to be willing to hold people accountable. And sometimes, sometimes that means ourselves as well. Well, I I hope, I hope you found something out of that. That's, I got nothing more for today. You know, that was episode 388 for Friday, March the 31st. And, as always, if you want to help me, help you like, share, subscribe, comment, rate the show. I'm currently still with Podbean. I think I found a potential new home I've got quite a bit of momentum at the moment i got to be honest i can't I can't really complain i mean i'm I'm getting more than five thousand a week at, at this point, but I think we should be doing more i think I think there's a market for this in Cowan County. People need to know what's going on. People have to have somebody willing to call it out. You don't have to agree with me. I've always said that. It's not about me. You need to do your own research. You need to question everything, including me, because I'm going to get it wrong from time to time. I'm going to make a mistake. And you know what? If it's brought to my attention, I'll own it because that's the right thing to do. And with that, This has been According to Callus, and I will see you on the other side.